Hello everybody, welcome in, welcome in. It's your host, Maya Alicia. I am back with another one-on-one interview. And today's, today's guest, y'all, drum roll, is Powers, Chris D. Lofton, a.k.a. Jannard Sampson. And if you're not watching Power, then what are you watching, okay? And if you leave, you're gonna miss a good interview. So, let's get it started. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited to talk with you. I've been waiting all day for this. You're oh, the man, man the one and only Chris Yo, B. Lofton, a.k.a. Jannard Sampson, on Power yeah. Before Force. And I just got to say, you pushing P. You pushing P. Hey, hey, you got to relax. Hey, appreciate, I appreciate that. I'm, I, I try to push a little P from time to time. I just try to do what I can do when I can do it. That's really all it is. Yes, it's giving capital yeah. P, okay? Big Power Universe. And you the man. You doing your thing. I got to give you your flowers. Thank you so much, yo. That shit mean a lot to me. Like, I'm still at the point where that, like, shit like that really means a lot. Like, all the people saying that, people hating me already after just three episodes, that shit's like, to me, that's dope. Like, I like that. That's dope. Exactly. I just want you to know, you're no longer Christy Lofton. You're Denari Sampson now. Everybody gonna be calling you Denari Sampson. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that, that, that's what's the crazy part about it. Like, yeah. And especially because I was so attached to, like, other roles that I did. Like, my baller shit, like, I'm, I was still kind of, like, attached to that. Like, people was like, yo, Kassan, Kassan T, Kassan, Kassan. But now it's like, niggas is like Jannard. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. So, before we get into the interview, I want to spin the block and take it back to when you first started acting. You started off in Hardball in 2001, and then you played Little Clarence. And then, you know, we started seeing you and getting a taste of you as you introduced yourself to the world. And we started seeing you in Ballers as Kassan. We saw you in Empire. Meet the Browns, the movie, Snowfall, and I can't forget A Boy, A Girl, A Dream with OG oh, Ghost, uh, Omari yeah. Carver. Yeah, so crazy. you've been really I'm doing your thing, okay? I've been, so, yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I saw on your post a long time ago, you said it takes 20 years to become an overnight success. So I want you to elaborate on that and tell me what made you feel like you made it and what made you feel like you were a success? No, like, okay, well, I'll start at the end of that question. I still don't feel like I made it. Like, I let, let's get that on record. I don't feel like I made it. This is just the greatest platform that an actor could uh, could hope for and dream of. This is like, this is like the emancipation of Chris D. Lofton, if you will. You know what I'm saying? This is like, all right, you said you want. I'm in the NBA now. It's like, all right, I, I was I was hooping. I was I was on the team. They weren't real, I wasn't really getting no minutes, though. It was like, oh, you on the team, though. But you on the team. You got a jersey and everything. But I just was in the warm-ups. Then power came, and it's like it's like the star player got hurt, and they was like, all right, Lofton, get in there. And then they was like, wait a minute. This, this nigga can hoop. And, and that's kind of what's happening. So I don't feel like I made it yet. Like, this is literally just the, the tip of the iceberg. This is like real life put up a shut up. It's so like, mm -hmm. I, you were sitting there all this time watching TV, seeing all these people acting, saying, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. I, all right, well, let's see. There you go. Here you go. Exactly. Ten, up, 10 episodes on the highest platform that you could imagine that you could hope for as an actor, especially as a, a black actor right now. Let's see. Can you do it? Here you go. Like, don't get scared now. And that's what it is. Like, you know, and that's kind of what it is. And I just hope that this is really just put up a shut up for me. So, and I hope I put up and, um, when I what I meant by that when I said it takes twenty years to become an overnight success, not for everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody got their own path, everybody got their own journey. Some people I ain't gonna say get lucky, but some people it happens faster for some people than others, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Some people, they can they can start rapping or start acting and fuck around, get signed or get on a movie or a show within two, three years or a year or five years. But some people, it take 20. And I was one of them people where it took 20. Like I had done things in between that time and it was steady work, but it wasn't like no hood. Here go a, it wasn't no hood. It was like a couple like, oh, 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 oh. But it wasn't no hood, mm. power. Power is that I look. Like I said, you pushing P. No, yeah, it's big power universe. That's what it is, and it's like this. And it was that moment for me. That's that's kind of how I feel. This is like my my chance. It's my shot. You know what I'm saying? How they say everybody gets that one shot, that one chance. This is my chance. And now, from here on out, is like the possibility of making it. But I, I, they they definitely opened the door and let me walk in there though. And now I'm in the room looking around, seeing everybody like, okay, wait a minute. Now let's see if I make it. But they let me in, though. They let me pass the ropes at the security gate. I'm, I got in the party. I'm in the party now. So it's just like, yeah. So it's dope. And it's really interesting that you say that because from me looking in, I would think you made it because you've been doing things from the since you were 13. So it's like, it's all about what is you what is I made it to yourself. Like we may think, oh, he's doing his thing, but it's what you it's what you look at is what's successful to me. And you're still you know, on that journey. I definitely mm-hmm. feel successful. I feel successful hundred percent. You know, I do feel successful, but I, I I to me, power was my favorite show. So there is that that feeling of like dog, nah, you made it. But you know, it's like uh, I I forgot what show I was watching. No, matter of fact, it was the Kanye documentary. It was the Kanye doc that just came out. And his mom said something to him, R.P. Miss West, man. She had said something to him in that documentary that's real. And and people have said that to me before. A giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's always easier for people on the outside looking in to see everything. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody, everybody is more objective when it's outside perspective. But when it's you, and especially when it's something like artistic like somebody can make a painting and they might not look at it as some of their greatest work but somebody else looks at it they willing to pay a million dollars for it and they like wait what for this right so i definitely have had those moments just because of like i'm a real person you know what i'm saying so it's like dog like i've been watching power since the beginning like nigga you on power i'm from chicago like we filming it in chicago like bro like and you really manifested this you manifested it because i saw you were talking like, I want to work with 50, and now you're working with 50. Yeah, like, yeah, those type of moments make me feel like, bro, nah, you did it. It it, it feels like I did something I set out to do. It feels mm-hmm. like a goal was accomplished, and, and not only was it accomplished, it was, it exceeded even what my expectations, you know? Yes. That's, that's kind of this moment, and it's like that, it's that, you know, you have moments of success in your career, moments of where you feel like you made it, and I feel like this is that first moment of you made it but it's not the i made it mm-hmm. the end you all know? be all yeah it's not the end all be all it's the hopefully lord willing it's the tip of the iceberg you know yes so say that one more time i'm sorry what would be your advice to new and upcoming actors on the rise uh my advice would be that no don't necessarily mean no it just mean not right now and um it's a numbers game. Like, at least that's how I looked at it. And, and I feel like that's very, very true. It's a numbers game, but such is life. It, I just like the odds. I just look at it like, hey, you might get a thousand auditions in your life, but it, it, 
It sounds cliche, but it really only take one. You don't know which one it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You might, like I said, some people get lucky. You might get it on, you might go to your 98th and get good off your 98th and good for you, my <laughs> chief. But you might... <laughs> But you might have to make it to 624. You might have to make it to 700. And, and then you might get something and good for you too, bro. Like, and, and, and that's truly what it is. It's really, it's really just a game of the last man standing. That's exactly. what it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a mental game of the last man standing because a lot of people can't, can't handle the rejection of it, the rejection part of it. The shit look good on TV. Like, yeah, you're on TV, you're on this show, you're chilling, you're in the club with these people. Like, yeah, whatever, that's cute. But what what up? What was you? What what about the last like seven years when that wasn't going on and you felt like you should be having that going on and you doing this and that and you going to all these auditions or you getting close to getting them and no and you signing contracts and seeing how much money you would be making and you already in your head I got your mom out the hood and then it's still no and then it's like what about all that? What about you know right. what I'm saying? It's a lot that comes with it and I don't think I think that's what people don't understand. They think it's just you know, sunshine, roses, and lollipops, but it's really work. And I like how you said yeah. next, um, you said no, you know, just doesn't mean to stop. Because to me, no means next opportunity. Next opportunity, and you're going to be good. Right. The next opportunity. No just mean the next opportunity, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's really what it is. And sometimes, like I said, it just mean not right now, because I was told no on a few things and then it, it it ended up being not right now like with ballers i auditioned for ballers before i ended up getting kasan t and they told me not right now they was like yeah we we love chris but not for this role and the same thing with power i auditioned for every single power from the beginning every spinoff every single one from the og power audition for sean for the driver 50 son on the original and then on uh on ghost they had me audition for um the professor Jabari Reynolds and I was so oh. blue and I love my homie. I was blue though. I was just like, yo, I said, watch this be the one I get. Cause I was so blue. I'm like, bro, they can't, I don't want to be on power and be a damn professor. I just don't. I'm like, I just don't. I'm like, I, I feel like they'd be doing themselves a disservice to get Chris Lofton on power and have him be a professor. And that's no disrespect for anybody who's a professor on the show. It's just right. not that for me, y'all, y'all really are not utilizing me. That's crazy. Yeah, I could not see you as Jabari Reynolds. You, I feel like you really body Jannard Sampson. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm you're, right now looking at you, I'm like, wow, he, he, he cool. He a cool guy. Jannard, he about his business. He not yeah. playing. Look, look, don't know CBI business go down without Jannard, okay? For a fact, so. yeah, I audition for all of them, man. Like, yeah, uh, Raising Canaan, I audition for Lulu and Marvin. And BMF, I audition for Lamar, Silas, like, all of them, man. Yeah. Wow. So look at you now. Imagine if you would have, you know, just settled, not knocking anybody's position. You wouldn't have been in that main character. Well, Jabari, he was a main character, but you a main character. Like, you doing your thing. So I love your journey. I love your story. Well, yeah, that just goes, like I said, what's for you, for you, and everybody got their path. And it wasn't, it wouldn't have been settling. I'd have been happy as hell if I booked it. I just didn't book it. I auditioned. But the, the the Jabari one, I will say, I auditioned because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to turn down an audition for Power. And when you the dude sitting here watching TV like, bro, I want to be on Power, you be a damn fool. I'm like, I am in no position in my career to tell anybody from Power, no, I'll, I'll be declining that audition. Like, who, who do you think you are? So I did it. I did it. I definitely did it. But in, in, my, in the back of my head, 
I was like, God, please don't let me get that. Please don't let me get that. But I hope they love the tape enough to be like, we could see him somewhere else. That's what I was hoping for. I was like, but please don't let me get that. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Peyton Ellis. I'm sorry I just interrupted your interview. But his show is out and fire. He's the star of the uh, new All-American Homecoming. The star. Ooh, He's the lead. Not All-American. I love All-American. All-American Homecoming. Okay, the I'm new show. Peyton Alex Smith, that, that that's my guy right there. That's my man. And, and he the star. I, I saw that man face on buses. They just his whole face on side of buses. He, he that's that's that guy. Like, yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, see now that's, yeah. that's making it. His face is on a bus. Like, that's what I aspire for that. That nigga's face is on a bus. Like, okay, that's what I'm on. I, I want them vibes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna be tuning in to All American Homecoming. And, yeah, okay. All American Homecoming. They just premiered. That's my dog, man. He the lead. He the, yeah. Okay. Well, congrats to you and, and Jeffrey Meyer. Yeah. Okay, Jeffrey. Meyer. Okay. Look, Johnny. I noticed that. Noted. So, okay. So, with the technology and resources that we have today, what would you have done differently if you had the technology and resources that we have now? Oh man, when I was first starting. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I just would have really played catered more of the uh, internet, the internet more. Like, and what's crazy is I feel like I did, but I was too ahead of my time. Like, mm -hmm. I still remember. I don't know how old you are, and I know you might not want to reveal it on here, but for me, I remember when we was on UStream doing like live videos. It was this shit called UStream, mm -hmm. where you used to go live and, and put it on your Facebook and MySpace and tell people to watch you live. And I was doing that, but this one, I was like a rapper though. I wasn't like, I was a rapper and I was like on there freestyling or be in the studio, listening to beats, doing whatever. And I would be going live. So I would have like really tried to gear more toward that. And I probably would have tried to strike that little vine wave when it, when it came. When that, I would have really like kind of focused on that vine wave a little bit more and found some creative ways to to make it happen because I just feel like it could have happened a little sooner because there was a there was a time when the industry was strictly going for them them internet famous ones mm -hmm. and they still are but like when vine was hitting like even those dudes like shout out to my nigga Woody like who who played Kane on Ghost like him and Melvin Gregg on Snowfall and and, and on everything like Melvin Gregg is out of here he started off vine and instagram and youtube just like woody like i wish i would have got on it a little earlier and like really tapped into that exactly and yes yeah tiktok's a big thing right now tiktok is like the new vine like people just yes. get famous out of nowhere yeah so, but let's get into the part let's get into power book four for it. so you got to tell me how did you land this part what was the process of landing the role of janard Samson. Oh man, all right. I'm actually tell you uh, the real deal story, at least how I feel is the real deal story. It originated 2019, because remember I told you I um, auditioned for every spinoff. So I had like my third audition coming up on a Monday in LA. It was like the test with the whole network and the directors, everybody, all the important people would be there and all of that. And uh, I was in Dallas at a club. I was getting ready to go to the club in Dallas. I found out 50 was hosting that club in Dallas. So I knew the owner of the club in Dallas. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, Desi, my, my G, um, ain't 50 going to be there tonight? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, hey, can you uh, give me a section? And I'm the nigga. I don't do bottle service. I, I just don't. I put that on the record in all my interviews because I want people to know when they see Chris out and about, nah, I'm not that guy. Like, don't think I'm going to just be, I don't do that. I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. Like, you know? <laughs> uh, it, 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 that's not me. So for me, 
to for me to actually hit him and tell him like, yo, I, I want a section, but give me a section directly next to 50s. Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, and I want all bottles of his liquor. I want Branson. I want his, his champagne. I don't want no Hennessy, no Azul, no 1942, none of that. I want all the 50 shit. And I don't care if 50 don't get there till one, two in the morning. Do not bring one of them bottles out until he gets here where he can see it. And hopefully he sees it or somebody on his team see it. I could sneak that conversation, let him know I got this audition. And it worked out like that. He brought the bottles out. His photographer ended up catching a peek or whatever. And then I walked over there like, yo, what up, Fifth? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen you somewhere before. He was like, no, 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 no. Holla at my mans. Holla at my mans. I'm like, yo, I got an audition for, I'm about to audition for Raising Candy Five. I'm like, yo, fuck with me. I'm like, fuck with me. Five. I'm like, and he was like, yo, holla at my mans. He kind of just brushed me off on his mans. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing come from that. But I looked him in his eyes. I talked to him, told him I had the audition. He told me holla at his mans. I got his mans number, you know, and years go by. And I would never like, I never like hit him up crazy, nothing like that. I would just hit him every few months and I'd be like, yo, I'm auditioning for BMF. Yo, I'm auditioning for this. Yo, I'm auditioning for this. And then I hit him, yo, I'm auditioning for Force. I, and then something told me, I don't know what, something told me like, yo, send him your audition tape. Because to me, I remember I showed, I showed my sister, I showed everybody, I showed my moms, and I never showed nobody my audition tapes. I damn near don't even really tell people when I audition for stuff, you know? So... I did that tape and something in me just felt like, I was like, bro, this the best audition tape I think I've ever done. Like, cause I, I'm like, bro, nah, I think I took it there. I was like, bro, if they don't get this role to me, it ain't my fault. It, it felt like that. It was like, bro, this might be in the audition tape hall of fame right here, this audition tape. So it made me feel overly invested. So when I told him, I hit 50 homie and told him, yo, I got the audition for Forrest and I, I sent him my tape. I was like, yo, here, watch this. And he called me. Mind you, I done had his number for two years, 2019. This is 2021, 2020 at the time. 2021 at the time. He's never called me. So he calls me after I send him the tape. I'm like, yo, what's up, Renee? And he's like, uh, yo, bro, so I, I ain't never tell you? I'm like, tell me what? He's like, oh, no, I ain't tell you. I'm like, nigga, no, what? Tell me what? <laughs> and he's like, yo, um, Joseph Sakura is my brother, bro. That's like my best friend. Mm. I'm like, I said, yeah, no, you failed, failed to mention that nigga in two years. No, you failed, didn't, <laughs> didn't tell me. I didn't know it. You didn't tell me. That's all mm -hmm. I'm saying, right? And he's like, yeah, bro. So I sent him that tape. That tape you just sent me was crazy. I sent it to him. And he sent it to 50. And 50 sent it to Courtney. And Courtney sent it to such and such. And such and such sent it to such and such. I think the showrunner, the creator of the show, about to call you. Is this a good number for them to call you on? I said, wait, what? I said, I, said, I said, wait a minute, what? Yeah, tell him to call me. And, and then the uh, creator of the show called me, and he gave me notes on the audition that he saw. He was like, yo, um, somehow, I don't know how your audition tape ended up on my desk this morning, but somehow it did, and I'm glad it did. And uh, yeah, here are some notes. I want you to go back, and I want you to do this again, and try to do this, and this, and this, and I love what you did, but try with these notes and send it back in to us. And I did that, sent it back in. And then they were like, okay, now we want you to have a, a producer director session. So I get on a Zoom call and there's like 70 windows, 70 different people in there, like Courtney Kemp, 50, all the producers, all the writers, all the direct, everybody's in the room. And they like, all right, go. And I do the audition again. And then they 
Then they hit me and say, okay, you're gonna, uh, we need you to do a test, what they call a test. They, we need you to do a chemistry test with Joseph Socorro. You have to, you have to read with the Tommy. Okay. We don't know when it'll be though, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Okay. Like 30 days go by, nobody says nothing. I'm thinking I didn't get it. I'm like, what? How, how y'all gonna just say that and then not say nothing for 32 days? Like nothing, like not an email, nothing. I'm like, all right. Then they say, all right, yeah, 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 uh, the test is tomorrow. Okay, I'll be ready. Here, here are the pages, nine pages. Like at six o'clock at night, nine pages. They was like, yeah, it's tomorrow at 10 a.m. I'm like, all right, well, oh, sure, sure, sure thing. All right, did it. A week goes by. I remember I'm sitting there watching the game. I was watching the uh, Chiefs playoffs game. And yeah, Chiefs playoffs game. I'm sitting there chilling. I get a random FaceTime from a number I don't know. Some tell me to answer it. I answer it. It's the creator of the show. I'm like, hey. And he was, <laughs> I'm like, what's up? Well, mind you, I'm smoking. I'm chilling. I got a blood in my mouth. I'm chilling. Like, I, I answer that shit with a blood in my mouth. That's how I answer. I'm like, hey. Put it down. He's like, what you doing over there? I'm like, nothing. Chill, watching the game. Da, da, da. <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, did you bet on that shit? I'm like, yeah, I did, actually. How'd you know? Uh, and, he's like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, who'd you take? I'm like, I got the Chiefs, minus three. He's like, oh, okay. I don't think you're going to be having time for much of that, though. I'm like, what? Anything. You're going to be too busy with us mm -hmm. in Chicago filming Force. <laughs> and then, bro, I just start bawling, crying, bro. Like, on FaceTime with this man, I ain't going to even lie to you. Thug tears. Thug tears happened at that point. The real thug tears came out. And dog, and yeah, and literally, they called me on that Sunday. I had to move back to Chicago by Thursday. Wow. So it all just happened so fast. It just happened really fast for you. Yeah, the process didn't, though. Like, I auditioned for it in October of uh, 2020. I didn't do that test with Joseph until January 2021. Mm, wow. So were you nervous when you did the test with um Joseph? Uh. Yeah, yes and no. Like, see, I'm never really nervous about, like, auditioning or talking in front of people, speaking in front of people, nothing like that. T. Lewis, what up? I, I'm never really like that. But in that moment, I just knew, like, what this was. It's like, yo, all right, yeah, it's, uh, this is Tommy from Power. Like I said, I'm a fan. So it, it wasn't like there's no Joseph Sakura to me. This is Tommy. Like, bro, yeah, yeah. you about to, like, act in a scene with Tommy on this shit. Courtney Kemp in here, 50s in here. All the people who make power are in this room watching it, bro. Like, all right. It's like I said, put up or shut up. It's like, bro, you said you want to be on power, right? Everybody here. who ever had anything to do with power, God said, there you go. You got all 73 of them. What else I got to <laughs> do for you? Right. What else? He's like, well, at this point, what else you want me to do, bro? Like, I gave you all 73 of them and you. And I was like, all right, so that moment, that's when it kind of felt nervous. Like, I remember, and um, I don't know if you watched it, but I made, like, a little vlog on the- Yes, uh, I did. Okay, yes, I so did. I don't know. There's a little clip in there where I kind of leaned in, and low-key, I had on a socks hat. I leaned in, and I was, like, biggest audition of my life. And I leaned out. I recorded everything because something told me. I'm like, bro, I'm getting this. Mm -hmm. So I was on my Kanye shit. I got footage of the whole thing. I got all of them talking to me on the Zoom. I was recording it on my other phone while I'm doing that test with Joseph. 
I got all of that recorded. I was like, biggest audition of my life. And I leaned in the camera. I was like, bro, I'm going to use this when I book it. Uh, and we go to the premiere and I'm on the red carpet. I'm going to make a video and I'm going to put that in there. And then I was planning that shit. I swear to God. Swear you to God. had your documentary ready. Bro, people I swear ready. to God. I'm like, people don't even know. Like, bro, I've been, I was planning it. Like, what, what do you say in uh, training day? You've been planning this all day. I've been planning it all week, son. <laughs> I've been planning it all week, son. For real. It is really crazy to to look in because it's like I remember I saw in your video too. You was on the phone with on demand, and you were like, "You don't know how big power is. Why is it? It's, it's wild to see you were doing that, and then now you on the show. Like, what? Yeah, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's crazy. Like that's crazy to me. Like that shit don't happen. So that's what I mean. Like if that the feeling like you were talking about earlier, like you made it. It mm -hmm. it definitely feels like that in a sense, but you gotta. I just always felt like my entire life, I just always lived by never get too high, never get too low. You just, you know, if you stay even killed through everything, you know, everything to be so, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't celebrate the victories too much and I don't get down on the, on the, on the losses too much either. But at the same time, I just look at it for what it is and then I try to grow and build from it because I know what the, now I don't even know what the ultimate goal is, but I know that there's more I want to do. I know that this ain't it, but this is like, man, this is definitely what the what the dreams were cultivated, you know? Yes, and I, I noticed that about you. You're very humble. You're very appreciative, and I like that. I like. I feel like that's going to get you far as an actor, or let's say a blackter. You're a blackter, as you would say, okay? So Thank you, and, now, and I need people to know this, too. I'm going to say this on the record. Not just am I a blackter, but I say that because blacker is technically by and legally my word. I own the word black. That is my oh. word. I, yeah, it's not just some shit I say. I own that word. That is I me. Own that that. So it's trademarked. It's trademarked. That is me. That is my word. Blacker, black actors. And it's it's a union. And like I said, there's there's more to the goal. That's why I say I don't feel like I made it yet. But Blackers is gonna tell a story as well. Blackers is a show that I wrote and created. I also write and all of that. So Blackers is a show that I wrote and created, and it's going to come out soon. I'm just waiting on the right time to strike and present it to the right people, blah, blah, blah. But, but yeah, Blackers <laughs> All is right. Thing. You do a plethora of things. I, you're that guy. To me, you that guy. You do a plethora of things. But let's, yeah. let's get into Janark. Oh, no, but so. plus one. Hey, no, my, <laughs> homie, my homie Kevo, hey, he funny as hell. <laughs> nah, he funny. That's my real friend. I'm That's nobody's plus one. I went to high school with him, and I, I know what he's talking about. He's hilarious. Like, no, we, he was out here in L.A. one time, and I think he had told me something about a party. He was like, hey, bro, I'm in town. There's this party at. Did you hear about this party at such and such crib and da da da, da. He was like, I got, I got an invitation. I got a plus one if you want to roll. And I was like, man, bro, I fuck with you, G. Thank you. But I'm nobody's plus one. <laughs> he said, I'm nobody's plus one. He said, I'm getting a party myself. So no, that's my guy, though. <clears throat> Let's get into Janar Sampson. We were introduced to him. He's edgy. He's a firecracker. He it's his way or it's no way. And he's a Chicago native. And mm -hmm. I just want to know, we get Janar from our perspective. So you invite him. So who is Janar to you? Define him for me. Oh man, who is Janar to me? Janar is very meticulous, very calculated, but but smart, Jannard is a thinker. And I think that's what people, and, and it's better talking about it now that three episodes have been on. Like, this is dope. Um, Jannard is a thinker. And a lot of people, like, think that, yeah, he's a hot head, But 
he calculated. There's a method to the madness. Don't get it twisted. Like, you know, it ain't just the surface. Everything that he do, it's a method to the madness, and and and, and he knows what he's doing. And um, I just feel that Jannar is, um, man, you know, he's a complex character, to say the least. He's a complex character. But he has genuine love for his brother. He's He's a brother first, and that's what people, I want people to understand as well. He is a brother first, and he does love his brother. There is feelings for his brother, but there's just, you know, he's trying to get acclimated to his brother being back in his life, just like his brother is trying to get acclimated back into the real world. So I think that's what people need to understand and also understand that while he was gone that entire time, 15 years, I was doing all of this. Like, that's what I think people just lose sight of that just because, I don't know, like, they just love Diamond because they think he looked good and he got, okay, I get it. But let's not get, let's, let's, let's talk about facts here. Like, I, this, is, this is kind of my shit, bro. Like, relax. It's probably been, <laughs> if you really think about it, because we don't know, CBI's probably been under my control longer than he actually had it. Because he's been in prison 15 years. What if I've ran it longer than he even had it established? These are questions that we don't even know. So yes. people are like, he feels so entitled. Like, maybe it's because... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying this is true. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know. With These are things that we don't know. And possibly the fans going to find out or we're going to find out together. Because these are things that people need to just look at. But, yeah, that's what I think Jannard is, man. I, that's, that's who he is to me. He, he's a fighter. And um, and he a boss, man. That's 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 one of the biggest pieces. Like he a boss. He ain't really like I, like he, my homie just said. Nobody's plus one. Jannard ain't nobody's plus one either. I can see that. Jannard Jannard is a character. I'm is a character, and I think it's gonna be real interesting because mm -hmm. you know it's it, I, we gotta wait till the next episode. But it's seeming like Diamond's gonna work with Tommy, and I just gotta say Jannard better be care, um, careful before Tommy can't put Christmas on. Yeah, I, I, I'm um, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be very very careful, very very careful. I hope Tommy don't cancel Christmas, and I hope they don't end up working together. We are gonna see. Oh, I, I'm I'm glad somebody just said that too. That is not my ear, y'all. Low key, that's what's crazy. The ear is right here. I, I was wondering that too. I was like, what's wrong with his ear? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm good out here. Like it ain't none none of that. 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 Like we just need people to know that. We need to, we need people to know that. It's not my ear. I got the ear hanging up here. It's a prop. Can we see it's, the ear? Huh? Can we see the ear? Oh my gosh. It's an act. Oh my gosh. Wow. So that was just the ear for when you got beat up. No, that's the ear. My character wears that all the time because my character, Jannar, is a fighter. Jannar does MMA. Oh. That's why we was in the ring and I was like, you know, doing all of that, picking them up and grappling, trying to get them on the ground, headbutting them, kicking them. Like, cause I, and you, you know. And you hit this, tell me if I'm wrong, perineal system. You told him to tap out. Perennial nerve. Like, yeah, the perennial nerve. Yes. Yeah, the perennial nerve. It's a little spot on the knee. Like, that's the thing. I just ain't got the ear, but I know all that shit. So think twice. Like, I know, I know we had to, they had us training for months because our characters really have to know that. So we 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 took uh, Isaac took boxing classes and I took MMA classes for three months while we were filming. So yeah, like they don't be playing. Like that's really us doing that shit. That was really us. That wasn't no. Wow. Wow. Y'all y'all yeah y'all got hands. Somebody said y'all got hands. Me and, me and Isaac me and Isaac didn't have no stunt doubles. We had stunt doubles for if we they said if we got tired and didn't want to continuously like 
pick him up every tape. They said we could do an insert, have him come in, pick him up. If your back starts to hurt, Chris Isaac's a big guy. You know, they was like, we had doubles for that. But nah, we 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 did all that. We did all that ourselves. Okay. So, okay, I see that, as you would say, you play a lot of edgy roles. So I want to know, mm -hmm. do you do you like, is that a coincidence, or do you want to um, audition for a different type of roles? Or do you like those edgy roles? No, no, no. See, this is the thing. This is the thing, and I love that you said that, too. I don't just play edgy roles. Those are just the only ones that people care enough to notice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not done with, like, the craziest, whitest shit that I would probably never even watch. But, like, like you said, it's shit that I would watch, so you probably didn't watch it either. You see what I'm saying? Or nobody in here probably watched it either. But I, I, I definitely do. And even, and even my role on Snowfall, like, and people don't even, haven't even really put the correlation together that I was on Snowfall. That because I looked so country and scruffy with gold teeth and all of that, I was cousin Johnny on Snowfall. And I may or may not be returning season five. We don't know. But uh, yeah, they, they shout out to Snowfall. I think they premiered tonight too. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, Fourth Ave, shout out to Fourth Ave, Jackson, Mississippi, man. What up? Um, uh, yeah, so I, I feel like I do play those other roles. There was a show called Chad with Nassim Padri, who was on. Uh, Saturday Night Live. I did a movie with John C. Riley and um and Sean William Scott Stifler from American Pie and Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live and Jenna Fisher. Like all these, like you know, I did a movie called Operator with with Mae Whitman and all of these names that people just just never watched it. Nobody mm -hmm. ever watched it. The shit that sticks is when I pop up in a Lil Dirt video or when I'm on an episode of Black Ink Chicago. You know, or like you know when I'm on when I'm on ballers or something even ballers don't hit as hard as like what's crazy and this is a crazy story i um i was living in the hood while i was on ballers out here in la mm -hmm. i was living in i don't know if you're familiar with la but i lived in south central i lived on like 85th and fig in the hoovers right mm -hmm. so like i lived over there for about two years while i was filming ballers not too many people recognize me niggas ain't have hbo like that you feel me niggas weren't really watching ballers it, you know, okay, some were, but not many, especially not over there. The day I popped up in a Lil Dirk video, though, when I popped up in that No Label video and, and, and Lil Dirk No Label video, boy, I couldn't walk to the store no more. I was like, you niggas need Jesus. And I was like, you know, but that's okay. And that's okay. But that's how it was, bro. And And I get that. So I just feel like when you can do shit that affects the culture, that's what it's about because at the end of the day, the, the culture and the people is the is what's gonna make sure that I'm good forever. And I always looked at it like, I know I can, so I'm just ready for whenever they ask. Mm -hmm. And they had and sometimes they do ask. And and that's why people be looking so surprised when they they like, wait a minute, this nigga can actually act like yeah. Like and I feel like that's the bonus. So to me, I feel like the ball's in my court. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, let me do something like that. And then now when y'all ask me to really act, and to me that's a breeze. Now y'all gonna be starting talking about, oh my God, he's he should win an Oscar, he should win an Emmy or a Globe. He's so fantastic, and I'm just be sitting there laughing like, like y'all are just ridiculous. But you know, <laughs> but that's that's how it is because I always looked at it like, all right, cool, I ain't tripping if y'all want to make me a bad guy, but don't make me a bad guy, make me the bad guy. Give me my Denzel training day and let me show you how to be the bad guy so I can get this damn award because even he ain't win an Oscar until we did training day. He did all uh, great-ass performances. 
they still ain't give him an Oscar until he played the bad guy. Because I feel like it's deeper layers. You got to go deeper to be a bad guy. Dude. It's, it's, I ain't going to say it's easy, but it's easier to portray somebody who's happy and smiling and waving and shit all the time. Just like, hey, that, that ain't that hard. <laughs> so, so how do you tap into Jannard Stanton? Uh, one thing that I do do for any character, I make... I think I think a lot of actors do this, but I'm not really sure because I don't really talk to people about their processes. But I make playlists for each individual character that I am, like music that I think that person would listen to and only they would listen to. Like I don't care if that's some shit that Chris would turn off after the first five words. If I think Jannard would like that shit, that's what I'm gonna listen to, and I make a whole playlist, and that's all I listen to in my trailer. And when I'm at home, if I got a film the day before, so it's like to me subconsciously that shit is embedded in you because, you know, music is the damn near the closest form of hypnosis that there is. That's what music is. It's the closest form of hypnosis. And if you put so much of that in you, I feel like it puts me in that in that mode of what I think Jannar needs to be on every layer. And then I also... I just tap in, man. I'm really from Chicago, so. Yeah. And I wasn't always on TV, even though I was always on TV, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to know, I want to know what type of um, music does Jannard listen to? I'm interested. Man, Jannard has some Chief Keef, like some, some macaroni time, some war, pussy butter, war, war, like that, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, like drill, like he got some King Louie on there, he got, Old school Tupac, hit him up. Like, Jannard is, is on that, but then he got the Jay-Z, the imaginary players, because he multifaceted. So he got the shit talking about stocks and arts and paintings. He got all the Hove, all the Fofofo album on there. He got that type of shit, but he also, he got the Fat Money on there for sure. You know Fat Money on there, the whole, all of Ty Money. I got Ty Money and Fat Money, not just Fat Money. I like Ty Money, that nigga too. He, he two different people now, but. I got all of that on there. Lil Dirt, all Chicago shit, like a lot of Kanye. G Herbo, we got some G Herbo. Yeah, of, yeah, of course we got some G Herbo on there. Statement is on there, a hundred percent. Statement is on that playlist. I can pull it up right now, share the screen, and show you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, so fifties on there too. I got Mini Man on there. No ooh, cap, I got Mini Man on there. Look, get rich or die trying. Yeah, you, I got you, you better have that playlist on there. That playlist is hard. Yeah, get yeah. Die and, and low key. I also got, uh, this is funny, this this just made me think about that, this is hilarious, because I used to walk around set, because like I told you, I was a diehard power fan, like, so like, almost to the point where it was ridiculous, but I found that song, if you were a fan of power, you would know it, it's like, I call it the power song, but the name of the actual song is called Monster, that song, when it be like, that they always play in the background, and it's like, he made a monster out of you, that shit, right? So like me, I downloaded that and that's on the Jannar playlist because in my head, I'll be reading them lines and I'll be like, bro, this is the moment where they gonna play that song probably. And I'll be like, nigga, in my head, I'll be acting it out like I got that music just playing in the background and I'll be staring at people and shit. I'll be like, that's how I'm gonna do it. I'm like, it's gonna be that part of the song. <laughs> so I used to walk around set with like my speaker and anytime people was feeling the scene where I thought that music would be playing, I was like, bro, you got to make a cold ass face right here because this is going to be playing. I'll be playing <laughs> in the background. Right. <laughs> so, okay, last song. Do you have Big Rich Town? You got to have Big Rich Town. Okay? Yeah, of course it's on there. Yeah. And I had our, our theme song is on there too, for sure, for sure. 
Okay, okay. So, okay, we unpacked Janard Sampson. So I want to get into the episode. You got it. First off, tell me what your favorite episode is, and I'm going to tell you mine, and then we're going to go from there. Out of what we've seen so far? Or just yes, the, out of what? Okay, out of what we've seen so far, and then you can add a little rabble dabble for the next episode you want. Okay, uh, well, out of what we've seen so far, I I think three is my favorite episode. Mm -hmm. Th three is my favorite episode out of what we've seen so far, but there's so much more to come with Force, man. Like Force, oh, shout out to Force, they actually in here. Um, yeah, there's so much more to come, man, and, and I think that I'm just grateful to be in that position to be on this show where there is so much more to come but the teaser i will give i think five and ten gonna be my next favorites okay. y'all like i just feel like if they if people hating janard already five and ten five through ten oh man i, I might i might just turn my phone off well I'm like, okay i'm excited okay okay let me tell you my favorite i gotta say i agree with you episode three I feel like that was my favorite because we started seeing more of Janard and we started seeing Diamond and Janard going at it. It kind of gives me y'all's relationship like a Ghost and Tommy type of feel because Ghost mm -hmm. was that head honcho and Tommy was trying to do his own thing, but Ghost wasn't trying to let him, you know, be in the rankings. So it gives right. me that like that type of relationship. But I gotta say too, I'm sorry, I gotta say it again. The what was it? The perineal? The perineal? Um. Oh, perennial. Perennial. Per, 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 that's a hard perennial, word. Perennial. 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 That took yes. me out. You told him to tap. I can't. I don't want. I don't want. You told him to yes. tap. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that took me out. And then I like how at the end, I'm like, oh, shoot. Jannard, he looked like he about to start his own thing. Because you said, because the man, he said, the, um, the character, he said, um, so you just, I like how you just um played him like that. So that was, you wasn't really about to tap out. You just let him beat you. Yeah, no, see, it was more so, and I love what I've been seeing fans saying. They've been saying it was like from the laws of power because I, I feel like that is a book that Jannard, as well as Chris, has read. Like, you know, the, the 48 Laws of Power is definitely mm -hmm. up there. So I, I love that play. And, and yes, that is, the, that is how the story is, man. The story is that I, I took a dive. Now, you know, the fans say what the fans want. They say, no, Diamond whooped you, Diamond beat you. That's what they say. So, but we, we say... Jannar took a dive because, like I said, there's a method to Jannar's madness. He calculated. I think he knows a little bit of what he's doing. But we shall see what his plans are from here, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think these next couple episodes, we're going we gonna to start to see his plan formulate, possibly, or figure out if he even has a plan or what he plans to do at all, you know? And, yeah, my brother Donovan played by – Isaac Keys, man, that's my brother for real, real life and off screen, like that's my dog. And yeah, I, I, it's gonna be exciting. I think you're definitely gonna have to choose a side though, real soon. By episode five, six, you're gonna have to choose. You're gonna have to choose a side. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm very interested because Janard, like I said, he's a firecracker. Like it's it's gonna be interesting because at the end of that episode three, you were like, mm, just wait. You were like, mm, they need a wait. So yeah, just wait on it. Just wait on it. Like I said, he patient. It's a method. It's a method. Just wait. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's only the third episode, people. That's just what don't, die on, don't die on us. Don't die on us now. You can't die on us. I don't I would love you know, I that is that's the plan, you know. But uh nobody's safe in power. And and as a fan of the show, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like and that's exciting. It's it's not exciting because at the end of the day. This is like our jobs. So of course we don't want to live with that 
oh shit, we could lose our jobs at any moment, you know? But on the flip side, when we was filming, I promise you, when we would get every script, I would just flip immediately to the end. I wouldn't even like read it yet. I read the title of the script, the episode number, flip to the end. Okay. And I would, okay. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, what? And it's like, and that's how it is. So, but nobody's safe in power, man. So you never know, but that's the, that's, it's the exciting, dare, dare I say it's the exciting part. Cause there's not really that many other shows like that other than, uh, other than like Game of Thrones, where you don't know if you're gonna live or die every time you read the script. <laughs> exactly, and I do. Before we get into episodes one and two, I do gotta say two on episode episode three. I don't know if you noticed this, but I also I really like how you were in the baseball field because it it took me back to Harbaugh, and it's like a full circle moment. Did you notice that? Was that a coincidence? Yeah, man. I don't I don't know because the writers are so dope, and the writers are so dope. So maybe it's not a coincidence. Maybe they did it on purpose, but we haven't talked about it, so I wouldn't be able to like say for sure that they did that on purpose. But for me. To go back to what we were saying in the beginning, it's those moments where it feels like, bro, like, what? Because honestly, I haven't been on a baseball field on on TV since Hardball. And for it to be on the biggest show of my career, on the biggest platform of my career, on my favorite show in my hometown again like hardball was it was like bro it's like oh you a grown man now you was literally 20 years ago like 33 i was out there when he was 10 23 years ago like sheesh that was crazy like i was like all right bro and that that's why i, I love that scene that baseball scene was one of my favorite scenes because it was just a moment to just play with that exactly. and that was dope yeah. and you were pitching the ball you threw it at diamond yeah. It's, it's just amazing to see it's amazing to see full circle moments but let's go ahead and get into episode one and two. First off i gotta say in episode one how you gonna let the gun jam up and let tommy sweep in like that like half of the ghost hey man at the end of the day it happens people's guns jam sometimes i, I definitely janar should have known better and should have done better i don't think maybe he was expecting to have to use it in that situation he didn't know who Tommy was. He wasn't expecting there to be no company. He probably didn't even expect to have his gun out. I, I don't know, man. But at the end of the day, that's what Tommy does. Tommy saves the day. It's Tommy's show. This ain't this ain't even forced no more. This Tommy's show. And that's what the people call it. That's what I'm going to call it. And that's what it should be called. The Tommy show. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I know. And it's interesting, too, because watching it, like being a viewer, it's like y'all don't even know what y'all in for with Tommy. They don't know what they in for with Tommy, so it's really crazy. Yeah, no, exactly, because, yeah, Joseph Sakura is the man, bro, like, point-blank period, like, a hell of a dude, an amazing actor, uh, and just a human being, just an overall human being, bro, like, I got not one bad thing to say about Joseph Sakura, and if I hear people saying bad things about Joseph Sakura, it might be a problem, like, I'm at that level with Joseph Sakura, like, that's my guy, like, nah, like, that, and he don't have to be. That's the like that's the beauty of certain things like the small things like because I know because I live in L.A. So there's people who got less than half of what this man has accomplished and who would act like more of an asshole. And he just doesn't and he could and he doesn't. And not only does he not, he goes above and beyond. He doesn't just not be an asshole. He goes above and beyond and not just because you're on his show. 
not just because you're an actor too or he could get something from you. He do that shit for everybody. It could be a random lady on the street. This man still will hop on the train and the bus and just walk and help people and pick up old ladies' groceries and shit like in real life. Like no cap. No cameras around, don't want to take pictures. Like this is just what he does. This is wow. who he is, bro. And it's like, you know what? I respect it 10 times more because you don't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. what what was your reaction to Power Book 4 Force hitting, no, setting premiere ratings? What was your reaction? It's Tommy, man. Like, that was my reaction. I, I was like, wow. That's, it, it just felt surreal because I still don't fully believe I'm on this show, if that makes sense. It's weird, but like, it's like, I, love, I don't really still believe it. So it's like, when people are sending me that, like, yo, you guys just broke the records. I'm like, nah, Tommy broke the records, bro. Because I wanted to watch Tommy. I'd have been watching it whether I was on the show or not. I'd have been glued in, too. So I know that there's millions of other people who felt the same way. So it was just, like, a surreal moment. Like, what, bro? Like, what? We broke the records, G? Like, no, we didn't. No, yeah, you did. Like, you did. Like, no, we didn't. I was like, bro, because I, <laughs> I was like, I saw the episode of Ghost. So you mean to tell me we just beat that episode? No, shut up. No, we didn't. So have have people been treating you like 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 I said you're not Chris D. Lawson you're Jannar Sampson like Sampson now has people been treating you like you know angry at the show acting like that's really you? Oh yeah, that's the the DMs I'm getting is crazy now. Like the DMs I'm getting is crazy. Like I'm getting the voice notes now. Like yeah yeah, punk ass me. Yeah you ain't shit. How the fuck you gonna go against your brother, nigga? How you gonna go against your brother, nigga? You ain't no real nigga. You ain't gonna do like I'm getting those. Like, yeah, like I'm getting I'm getting that. Like it's crazy now. <laughs> it's definitely crazy now. Like I hate you, die, nigga. Die. I'm like, Jesus. They were like, you need to die. I hope I hope Tommy kill your bitch ass. Oh I'm, my like, God. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, sheesh. Sometimes my favorite one, I'll take the uh I'll take that Wiz Khalifa meme where where you know with paparazzi running up to him as soon as he get out the car, he like, damn nigga. Like I <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite response. Every time I see some crazy shit, I just post that. That's my go-to. I got it saved in my face. That's what. That's so, my go-to. what is three words to describe life after being on Power Book Four Force? Uh, fast. Um, busy. It, or it's busy and fast the same. I think it's two different. I think it's different. Busy, fast, and surreal. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I'm not gonna hold you too long because I'm not gonna hold you and take your night. But are y'all filming right now? Uh, no. We we done with season one. We finished. We finished season one. No, for yeah, season we, two. Are you filming for season two? Oh, season two. That would be new to me. I don't. I don't know about season two yet. For, okay. Maybe four stars is in here. They can confirm. Like, yeah, four stars. You gotta let us know. I don't. I don't know if they filming for season two. See, I don't even know if, if they do or if, if they don't. I don't even know if Jannar gonna be there or not. Like, we gotta keep watching. We need Jannar. We need Jannar. They need. We need to hear something from four stars. But we got we got seven more episodes. Jannar, if there is a season two, we don't even know if Jannar gonna make it there yet because he has been wild. He yes, has he has been, been wild. Look, he, look, they he put has been wild. <laughs> yeah, see, they got the eyes. They ain't gonna. They smart. They know what they're doing over there. Uh, they know what they're doing over there, and I don't know either. I, I, I honestly, no, we're not filming no season two right now. I'm at home in my regular house in LA, and it's a nice house, but uh, I'm not. I'm not on set. 
not in the trailer. I'm just wearing this hoodie because I love the show. I'm just we love to see it. Okay, so I want to take it back to one more full circle moment. You remember I said you had um, starred in a movie with Omari Hardwick, OG Ghost, mm -hmm. and a yeah. boy, a girl, a dream. So how does that feel now to see that you are working in that movie and now you're on power in the power universe? Yeah, that's crazy. And um, that was wild because it was one of those things where it was just like, I know the guy who uh, made that movie, who produced it and, um, and, and, and did all of that, a guy not, uh, Datari Turner. That's his name. He's a super dope producer and creator. He made a lot of shows. And that's, that's a good friend of mine. He's like a mentor to me. So he hit me up. It was just like a, a whatever role. He was like, bro, it's only like two, three lines. But anytime I'm filming a movie, I'm, I'm going to look out for you. Ain't no audition. Just come here. Come film it tomorrow. I'm like, man, all right, bet. And this was long before power. I'm like, Joe, I, he said, I'm going to at least give you a scene with Amari. I said, man, my, my guy, love. So I went in and did that. And now to look back at it, like, it's crazy. Like, it really is. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Like, even the situation with me and uh, Isaac Keys, who played Diamond, um, I've known him before we got this role. Like, we wasn't, like, as tight as we is now, but uh, we definitely knew each other out here in L.A. going to these events, being at some of the same parties, same auditions. We knew each other. And we even had a picture that we had took together like three years ago. And he had sent it to me when I booked the role. And he was like, bro, what? Like, we had no clue. This was like three, four years ago. We was just at some event in L.A. And we was just like, what up? And it was me and Isaac like this, chilling. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like I said, how life works out is really crazy. It really is. So last thing, do you feel like you guys do embody Ghost and Tommy just a tad bit or maybe a lot? Well, me and my brother's character? Yeah, Diamond and you. No, no, I don't because I just, uh, I think I'm too much of a, of a OG power fan to say that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think so. Now, if, uh, if fans think that, but I, I don't think that we are, me and my brother are nothing like Ghost and Tommy. Like Ghost and Tommy was moving different. Like it, Ghost and Tommy was moving different, and and they was really really working together. Like at that point in time, like yeah, they was at odds at, at certain points in different seasons and episodes or whatever. But I think that they, you can't even. I damn near feel like it's disrespectful to mention Jannard and Diamond in the same sentence as Ghost and Tommy. I'm too much of a fan. We ain't nothing alike. Like we 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 would we hope we aspire to be a Ghost and Tommy. We like you can't even. That's like trying to say. A rookie is in the same conversation with Kobe and Shaq. It's not, no way, not yet, young. Slow down. It's only been three episodes. <laughs> they did it. They did it for six seasons, young guy, little fella. You know, so no, right. Hell no, we are nothing like nothing. Y'all in your like, own lane. Yeah, we are nothing like Ghost and Tommy, man. They, they, they goats for a reason. They, they, they had six seasons and got spinoffs for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. so hell no, not yet. We ain't Ghost and Tommy. Okay. Well, y'all heard it here. I heard it here from Christy Lawson himself. And I really enjoyed speaking with you. I'm excited to see what Jannard Sampson has to bring to the table. And again, don't let Tommy cancel Christmas on you. Hey, man, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to just do my best. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I, I can't wait to watch. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. Indeed. You too.